Welcome to the Mastery Matrix podcast. I am your host, Kyrie, and on this side of the podcast world, we geek out on human potential and transformation. You know how to disrupt ourselves, elevate to mastery, and build our mind, body, spirit, and systems for greatness. I hope you're ready, guys, because I am. Let's go. Okay, y'all, I have a really juicy topic for you today. We're talking about self-image. Kyrie, what do you mean juicy? Guys, I'm telling you, when I get on coaching calls with clients and we're talking strategy, we're talking sales and marketing and building a team and all of the things that to the outside world seems like those are the things that create the results, right? It's like, what's your best strategy and what are you doing and how amazing that your team is. I can tell you for a fact that at the end of the day, that maybe accounts for 20% of what really creates the big results and the successful CEOs and the successful teams. The thing that matters most If you are building a business or in your career, it doesn't matter what it is that you're working towards. The thing that has the most impact is self-image, is what you think about yourself and what you can achieve. It's the conversations that happen between you, yourself, and yourself that no one knows what you're talking, what you're thinking about. It's the things that go through your mind when you're alone right before bedtime, in front of your bathroom mirror and looking at yourself. It's those thoughts that you go to bed with at night and no one else ever hears, right? Those things will constitute your self-image and what you actually think of yourself. And the crazy thing is when you're a business owner who's especially like using social media, right? Or doesn't matter really whether you have your own business or you're working for somebody else, but let's say that you're very public you're on social media, you do speaking in front of other people. They perceive us a specific way, but then inside of our minds, there is a whole different dialogue. A lot of times that's happening and you have to pay attention to that, right? Because that's giving you the program that's running behind the scenes in the back end in your mental technology. That's telling you what program's running and depending on what program is running, that's going to determine your outcome. That's why this topic is juicy, and that's why this topic is important. As I said, self-image will control a lot of what you create and the outcomes that you generate, right? And sometimes it can be very different from what other perceive that in terms of your image, all right? So self-image and your image out there is two completely different things. And one book that I'm going to reference a lot in this uh, in this episode is one of my favorite books. It's called Psycho-Cybernetics. If you've never read it, I definitely encourage you to do so. Psycho-Cybernetics, I'm going to put uh, a link in the show notes by Maxwell Maltz. And this book is pretty much a self-development book that I read a while ago and I've read many times since. It's one of the rare books that I didn't get rid of when I was leaving Canada on our way to Portugal, just because I wanted to take it with me. And what the author does in that book is really explore the relationship between the mind and the body and how you work them together to achieve success, right? And there's several really, really key lessons that I know I got from the book. 
uh, that I, when I read the book, I was able to tie that to what I had been experiencing in martial arts because a lot of the things when it comes to mindset and high performance, I definitely developed over the years from martial arts, like no other training, no mindset training, anything like that. It was purely from a grandmaster who has gone through probably some of the most difficult things that I have, have ever heard of um, and who was able to pass on that type of knowledge and those types of principles to his disciples. Okay, so that's where I pulled a lot of these things. And when I read Psycho-Cybernetics, I was able to be like, oh my God, so this is a science behind that principle and this is why this thing work, right? And I'm gonna give you a lot of those examples because if they have helped me, I'm pretty sure they can help you as well in business. Now, as I said, self-image is really the idea of what all of those beliefs and you know things that you believe about yourself that will determine your outcome in anything that you do. And every single one of us has has their own self-image. Like we all have that. I'm always hesitant to talk about this topic, and I'll be honest with you, and I'll do this caveat before I dive into the, the, the topic more fully. I'm always hesitant to talk about self-image too much because I do find that a lot of people think about this in a way that's very linear and in a way that if you're not careful, you're just working on the ego side of things, and I'll explain myself a little bit. I'm very, I'm extremely spiritual and I don't believe that you have to go in a linear fashion to achieve your goals. But what I see in the personal development world is that you have either people who are very like ego based and very materialistic. And so everything that they work on, even when it comes to their self, their self image is related to their ability to make money and their ability to, uh, you know, to deserve the mention and to deserve these the whole a whole bunch of material stuff, which at the end of the day, I don't think that's, I don't think that's relevant. I don't think that is useful. And in my books, that is not the most important things, right? Like those are not the things that will transform you at the core because they're tied to very, um, a physical and materialistic thing, right? And we as human beings are so much more than that. And on the other side of the coin, you have the people who are oh, no ego, we're all kumbaya and we will flow to, you know, wherever the direction of the wind takes us. And that too is not very useful because nothing, and I've seen a lot of people like that, even in the entrepreneurial world, for whom nothing really ever happens because they're not able to tie it all together. Like both sides have parts of you know, the equation, but no one really goes, uh, when you're at those two ends of the spectrum, you're not really going deep enough. And so what I'm talking about today, again, might be, might not be the absolute truth for you. And I never just, as I tell my kids all the time, see what you see, hear what you hear, but you don't have to believe everything you hear and see. So definitely listen, take in whatever works for you and whatever does not take, leave it aside. You do not have to believe me. All right. But when it comes to self-image, one thing that I have realized has helped me a ton and has helped a lot of clients as well is your ability to tie it to who you need to become to just be at your best. And it doesn't matter what the material outcome of that is going to be. It doesn't matter the mansion or the house or the spouse or, you know, all of those things are beyond just evolving you yourself. So you're closer to your natural 
to, to really the natural power that you have. And what does that mean? I mean, being able to become more intuitive because it gives you everything else. Being able to be more action-driven because it gives you everything else. Being able to express courage because it gives you everything else. Being able to love deeply because it gives you everything else. Being able to be the person who ties their shoes and gets up and takes that first uh, that first step, yes, because it gives you everything else, right? So whatever that everything else is, when I look at it from this perspective, it doesn't matter because if you become this person, everything else comes to you more easily, okay? So that is what we're talking about here, the type of self-image that you want to build so that it helps you control you know, whatever it gives you, it gives you the results that you're looking for. The cool thing about self-image is whatever you have currently as an image of yourself is changeable. It was built over time by your circumstances, by the people you had around you, right? The way that you took in what they were saying to you and interpreted them and internalized them helped build your self-image by your interpretations of situations built your self-image by the ups and downs that you went through, even as an adult, even as a business owner, right? It helped you create that self-image. Your choice of career gave you a specific self-image where you were born or your ethnicity, all of those things give you a specific self-image. And because it was built, the good news is you can change it. That's the really, really good part of this. So when it comes to this book that I gave you an example of, I absolutely love the examples that Maltz was able to provide. And for me, those are the things that made me realize, oh my God, that's so true. Like I already do these things, but I'm not doing it, doing it in every single area of life. For example, he gave the example of a study that was conducted by Russian sports psychologists, where they compared the effectiveness of just traditional physical training, right? So they had this group of tennis players and they just, one part of this group, one group had to just do physical training, like hardcore. The other one did physical training with mental rehearsal. So they did less, much less physical training, but they did mental rehearsal as well every single day. And at the end of the study, the, the athletes that had to do the mental rehearsal where they were, were asked like every single day to visualize themselves executing like specific tennis shots perfectly, that group had significantly better results than the ones who just did the physical training every day, even if they did the physical training more than everyone else. The one, the group that did mental rehearsal, they had a better performance, they had better speed, they had better accuracy, and they had better consistency in their results than the group that just did physical training every single day, super disciplined, right? Another example that Miles gave that I absolutely found fascinating was the example of this woman who underwent surgery, plastic surgery to fix uh, a deformity that she had had on her face for a while, for many, many years. And even though the surgery was successful, right? So on the outside, she didn't have that, uh, that negative trait anymore, but she still felt the same way. She still felt like she was unattractive. 
which meant that at the end of the day, the surgery itself didn't make any difference. And I see that same thing happen to business owners who in a lot of cases go from not making any money. And so they have that self-image of someone who's broke, right? They make a lot of money, millions of dollars even in a matter of a few short years. And then they just burn it all down because it does not align with the self-image that they have of, of themselves broke. And if I tell you how many times I've seen this, way too many times to count. That is why this topic is so, so important, right? The way that we perceive ourselves has a huge impact on the results that we get. And so in this book, and I know that Bob Proctor, just from what I've heard, now I've never studied Bob Proctor completely myself, but from what I heard uh, a lot of my clients talk about, I know that him and many others talk about this topic of self-image. That's because that's how important it is. In this book, Psycho-Cybernetics, um, the author basically talks about different things that you need to be able to do on a daily basis that will help you improve your self-image. And it gives you a lot of different techniques for improving your self-image, including visualization, including affirmation, so, you know, positive self-talk, goal setting, and so on. So I'm going to go through these things really quickly. This is not going to be a course on any of this, but I want to raise your awareness so that you really pay attention to what happens in your mind when no one is with you. What happens in your mind when it's just you and your to-do list, for example, or it's just you after a day's work? What is what are those sentences and those thoughts that are going through their mind to your mind? Because those are the things that you're repeating to yourself constantly that are perpetuating your situation. And a lot of times it has to do with how you perceive yourself, whether you perceive yourself as a leader, a successful leader, or, or a, a, a non, not so effective leader. Do you perceive yourself as someone who's great at uh, leading their company in a specific direction? Or do you find that you don't have the confidence to do that? Do you find that you have pretty much achieved the cap of what you're able to see for yourself? Or are you able to see way beyond? And do you believe that way beyond is possible for you? Okay, because all of those things will dictate your results and will dictate how you lead your team towards the results. So in Achieving better self-image in working to change and optimize your self-image for better results, there's specific things that have to align, right? The first one is goal setting. So setting clear, specific goals, that will be just so important in achieving your success. Goal setting techniques basically help you to figure out how to identify where you want to get to and how to direct your actions towards those objectives. That's really what vision casting and goal setting and all of that, that's what it's for. It's like to give you a direction, a point of focus, so that you can make sure that your self-image is aligned. You can make sure that your beliefs and your actions and everything is going in the same direction. So it doesn't matter really how you choose to do it, as long as you do it and as long as it's clear and it's specific and for me, clear and specific is not just the SMART goals. The SMART goals, if everybody who knows about SMART goals and knows how to design a, a SMART goal was successful, I'd be like, okay, SMART goals work. But they're not, not necessarily. So SMART goals 
are nice in theory, but it's not the whole thing. And I do believe that one of the key things that are missing in SMART goals is that there is no emotion tied to them and there is no... um there's no like vibe attached to it. It's just on paper for a lot of people. The people that I see achieve their role, their, their goals fastest are able to tie their smart goals to like real emotion. Like they can feel the thing. They can touch the thing. Like they carry the thing with them all, all the time. Right. So whatever that goal is, you have to make it clear and crisp enough that you literally can taste it. And that's one of the reasons why one of my favorite techniques for setting goals is to not just set and identify it, but to figure out a way to taste it. And that might be that if you want to buy a specific car, okay, let's make it a thing that you want to buy. If you want to buy a specific car as part of that goal setting, I will tell you, go and rent that car for an hour and drive it. If you want to live in a specific type of neighborhood, I will tell you, go and visit a neighborhood, uh, a house in that neighborhood and like literally like sit at the dinner table, like open the, you know, the sink faucet in the kitchen and run your hand under the water, like make it that real taste the dang thing, because that will make your goal setting more complete. All right. Hope that makes sense for this one. Another really important piece. Another really, really, really important piece of this, which is where I realized that, oh my God, this is what I had been doing in Kung Fu. This makes so much sense. Let me bring this to the other areas of my life, including my career. And that was visualization. The book teaches that visualization is a powerful tool for training your mind towards whatever desired outcome you want. So basically he's giving techniques for using visualization to achieve success, including mentally rehearsing the outcome that you want and creating a mental imagery of the result that you're looking for. And this, I'm telling you, it works so dang well. And it's basically the idea that you're creating in your mind first. And because your mind doesn't make the difference between what you're just thinking and what is happening, uh, quote unquote, in the physical world, it doesn't really make a difference, right? And I have shared on several episodes of this podcast how I was able to achieve a completely pain-free birth through mental rehearsal. I have done many, many, whether it was Kung Fu exams or demos or things like that, where I could not physically train for whatever reason, either because I was uh, injured and was limping, so I couldn't do what I needed to do, or because I did not have the time. It never prevented me from executing at my best because of mental rehearsal. I've used mental rehearsal to practice uh, you know, delivering pitches and generating crazy sales from them all through mental rehearsal. Even the example that I gave you of those tennis players in that Russian study, right? That was purely because of mental rehearsal. And so what mental rehearsal is, it's beyond just sitting and thinking about what you want and so on. It's literally rehearsing you executing, so not just seeing the outcome, but executing the activity that is necessary to achieve the outcome. So you wouldn't just sit here and be thinking about, oh, I want to drive this car and, oh, I want to uh, get married, you know, on this specific day to this type of man, etc. It's not just about the outcome, but also seeing yourself in the journey of it 
actually doing it successfully, actually having fun in the process and enjoying the, her- the whole journey. And when you do that all through getting the successful outcome, there is, it's so incredible what, what happens in your experience. Every time I have done this, and again, last time I did it was just a couple months ago. I, I typically always do it regardless, like day to day. But when I have big events like the Kung Fu exams that I, exam that I had back in December, I do spend a lot every single day, a lot of time doing mental rehearsal because it gives me the same muscle memory as doing the physical thing does. Same thing if you're practicing, you know, sales calls and things like that, sitting with yourself and practicing these things will give you so much uh, confidence and it literally feels like you have been doing it over and over and over and you've done your 10,000 hours because you put yourself in that motion every single day, all right? So visualization is such a crucial part of this whole self-image thing because everything you created, everything you use to create your current self-image is from past memories and past images to, in order to change that, you need to replace the imagery with something else. You need to replace the, the the images that you see with the actual results that you want, okay? And including the actual journey that you want to go through, okay? Another piece of this, and it kind of goes with the uh, visualization, is relaxation and reducing your stress. And this is something that if I could, at least for this point drive it home for you. Stress makes everything harder. If you're able to reduce your level of stress and get in the habit of being relaxed, including, and that can look like deep breathing, it could look like so many different things, but it will help your visualization. It will help your confidence. It will help you be more intuitive, but it's because it's almost like you have the time because you don't have the stress to hear the intuitive clues, right? You have the time to hear all of those things and to be able to take action in a way that feels more graceful. So relaxation is a really big one too. Affirmations, mental rehearsal, positive thinking, visualization are all things that kind of go together to help you with your self-image and to help you replace the images that you initially had. So as I said, in this episode, my goal is not to teach you how to do all the things but to help you become aware because sometimes we're really good at, you know, and even if you've already known about this topic before, I can guarantee you that there are times where you're extra aware. Maybe you just read a book or you just had a really good conversation with one of your personal development besties and you're in that, you know, PD zone, right? And then there's times where it's just life is happening and things are going fast and we forget, And when we forget is when we go on autopilot and what is driving the autopilot, what is driving the plane right at that moment is your self-image. So take the time to pause, take the time over the next several days to pay attention to what you're saying to yourself in those moments where it's just you. It's just you and and the mirror. It's just you going to bed. It's just you after a conversation with somebody else going through, you know, the whole scene of what happened. Like, what are those things that happen in your that are happening in your mind and that you're repeating to yourself? And are they aligned with where you want to get to? The thoughts that are the most 
predominant in your mind are the thoughts that you're going to perpetuate and that are going to generate your results. So how can you change what you think about yourself? How can you change what you think is possible for you? How can you change what you think always happens to you? How can you change what you think other people's other people always do to you? All of those things have to do with your self-image. And if you can change them, you change your experience, you change your outcome. All right. So pay attention this week as you're going through the week and circle back. Let me know what comes, you know, what comes to you and let me know what you're going to do about it. I'm really intrigued and I want to know. All right. I love you so much. I will talk to you very soon. (laughs) There you have it. If you got any insight from today's show, guys, please make sure that you leave a review and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. That would mean a lot to me. Also, the conversation continues and I want you to connect with me on IG or Facebook at Kyrie Var. Now, this information is in the show notes, so you can grab it in there and message me with your biggest takeaway from today's show. All right. So thanks again so much for being here with me today. I will see you very soon.